Blog Talk Radio.
I am, Jehovah, the mighty God. Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I welcome each of you. I want to thank everyone who continues to come up and pray for 30 minutes before the broadcast. It's truly a blessing, and I can tell the difference. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to thank everyone for coming up to hear what the Lord has to say tonight. He has a word for us. Amen. He wants to encourage us in the things of the Lord. Amen. So I pray that you had a peaceful weekend and that you had very fruitful time with the Lord himself. Amen. Sometimes in our busy lives, it gets to be a bit hectic. And it takes a little more to be able to pull away to truly spend concentrated time with the Lord. So we want to thank the Lord for allowing us to do that on Sunday, amen, for allowing us to pull away from our normal routine and just come to him, amen. There's nothing that can replace the presence of the Lord himself. There's no substitute for it. There's nothing that we can do instead of God is God and nobody else is, amen. And you'll find that after that time is spent, even if a lot of it was quiet time, things are better afterwards. Amen? Things are better afterwards. God has a way of working things out. Amen? He really does have a way of working things out for us. And I want to thank him for his intervention in all of our lives. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian, Protestant, non-denominational, internet church founded in the love of God. And we want to thank God for his, his grace and his goodness toward us because God's been very, very, very good to us. Amen? We want to thank him for that. And we want to encourage you to consider joining us. Amen. God has plans for his people. He does. And they're good plans. They're positive plans. Plans that we should look forward to. Plans that we should embrace with enthusiasm and the zeal of the Lord. So, I just wanted you to know how much we appreciate the effort that you make, the time that you take, and the devotion that you give to the Lord. It's truly appreciated, and we want you to know. Amen? So, having said that, we want to invite all of uh, our listeners to our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is miracleinternetchurch.com. 
MiracleInternetChurch.com. Amen. And when the page comes up, use your browser, whether you're on your phone or on a tablet or on a computer. When the page comes up across the top, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes, type in your name, one of those names on your birth certificate. Just pick one of them. That'll do. And type in your name and your greeting toward the saints, and the saints will greet you in return. Amen. Now, if you're on a cell phone, the instructions are pretty much the same. It's just that when the page comes up, you'll see three white lines across a black background. That's your link. Just press that, and it will open up all the other links to you, and then you can follow those instructions as well. Amen. Praise God. I also want to bring to our attention, saints, two things that have happened in Jacksonville, and one thing is urgent, and so we're going to take this thing before the Lord. Uh, You know, uh, well, you may not have known, but yesterday they warned us about very serious riptides, and the uh, meteorologists did what they could do. Um, The Coast Guard did what they could do. And all the other agencies that work in that area have done what they could do. They put up those red flags all along the beaches, and they've been patrolling the beaches to tell people to stay out of the water today because even though it looks calm, um, there's an undercurrent, a strong undercurrent. Well, there are three boys. You know, here here we go, three boys about 15 years old, and the little uh, flotation device that they were using was really only big enough for one person, but, of course, they decided that it was going to hold three people. Well, two of them have been shipped off to the hospital, and one of them is missing in the water. So, saints, it's time to pray right now for that child. We don't know where he is. I just turned to the news to see if they had found him yet, and they still have not located his body. So Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask for the return of his body. We take authority, dominion, and power over all the water demons, over all the water spirits. We bind them all in the name of Jesus Christ, and we free him from their grip in Jesus' name. We free him from their grip 
We break their grip and hold in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that you release your angels to go procure his body out of the deep, wherever it is, it's gone to. They're out there doing a search for his body right now. And we ask, Father, that you send the angels and that you help the workers that are trying to locate his body in the name of Jesus Christ, that his body be retrieved in Jesus' holy name. So, Father, we also ask that you heal the other two that were taken to the hospital. Father, we place this matter in the hands of God, the Holy Spirit, and we thank you that you're taking care of it in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for the family of the 15-year-old that's lost at sea. Bring them comfort and peace, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Comfort and peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, the other incident that's not quite as spectacular happened yesterday at one of the local hospitals that I have frequented on many occasions. A part of the parking garage collapsed, leaving an SUV turned on its side, and all the other vehicles that were in there at the time are now trapped in there, and they can't get out. They don't know why this sudden collapse of part of the parking garage happened that was on the top. Well, that means about over 100 people had to leave their vehicles, and find other transportation home, and they have not been able to retrieve their vehicles. We want to thank the Lord that no one was hurt. It's just property damage. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for that, that nobody actually got hurt, no one was killed. None of that happened. We want to thank you for that. That's very important. Everyone is alive. We want to thank you for the work that the angels did yesterday, keeping it that way. So, Father, we know that this is just property damage, and everybody has to have vehicle insurance. So that matter will be taken care of. But, Father, we ask that you calm the hearts and the nerves and the thoughts of all of those that are affected, and that's really everybody. Lord, Help everybody because people are going to be very wary of ever parking in that parking garage again. So, Lord, thank you for all that you'll do to help everyone, to help everybody adjust. Thank you for those that are working. Thank you for those that are doing their job in the fire department and in the police department and in every other department that comes to work when things happen like this. 
So we thank you, Father, for watching over us. We thank you that uh, nobody got hurt, no one was injured, just caught. And it'll be all right. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. That was a close one. So you see, saints, no matter where you live, no matter where you are, things happen. And Jesus protects his people. Amen? He loves everybody, and he protects us. Even sometimes when we're doing things that we have no business doing, he's merciful. And he watches over his people. He watches over his word to perform. So thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers and for answering them. In the name of Jesus. I didn't want to forget that. (sighs) Now, Lord, there's this storm out there. There's this storm out there. I forgot this one's name. You know, they changed the names to protect the guilty. But, Father, where it belongs and get it off land. All the people that work in Maine, they need to they need their livelihood, Lord. They need to get those lobsters cuz people want to eat them. And they need to make some money to live. So, Father, take care of those who need your care. We thank you for remembering us and we release these prayers before your throne in Jesus name. Amen. Amen, saints. We're going to make it. God's going to see to it. God is going to see to it. He loves us dearly, and he does everything for us to help us. Amen? Amen. You know, um, what did I want to say? If you ever have an emergency, you all, the, the global prayer warriors know if it's a dire emergency to contact Brother Bill and to email me, at the same time. You do know that. I just wanted to remind you that if suddenly you have a dire emergency to uh, contact Brother Bill and to email me at gproom@outlook.com. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, Father, we want to thank you. The Bible says that we should not be conformed to this world but to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. So, Father, we have, oh, there's one other thing. Okay, there's one other. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me. Father, they found out who killed those two young ladies by the railroad track. The ladies didn't know each other. One of them was on her bicycle, and it appears that the man uh, committed suicide. He killed them here. He disappeared to some other state, and that's where they found him. This is a strange world that we live in. Even when it seems peaceful, things are happening. So don't ever leave the house without praying, saints. Don't ever leave the house without praying. It's imperative. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me of that. I knew I was trying to remember something else. So, Lord, we're in your care. We're always in your care. We're always in your care. Always, Lord. Always. And so we were saying, Lord, that you tell us 
to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds, that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you renew our minds through your word. Through your word, Lord, you renew our minds. Heavenly Father, your word shows us that to be spiritually minded gives us life and peace. We want to have our minds renewed. And we thank you that you will keep us in perfect peace as we keep on you. We choose by an act of our will not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewal of our minds so that we will be able to walk in your good, acceptable, and perfect will for us. We will allow the mind of Christ to be in us. We thank you, Father, that we are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. Yet it is not we who live, but Christ who lives within us. And the life we now live in the flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God who loves us and gave himself for us. We pray, Father, and we realize that we are being renewed in the spirit of our mind, and we are being sanctified and cleansed by the washing of water of your word. The entrance of your word, Lord, gives us light. Your word is truth. As we receive the truth of your word, it sets us free from a worldly mindset. It sets us free from a worldly mindset. Thank you, Father, for renewing our minds in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's important. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. You know, it's a good thing, saints, to develop this peace, allow this peace to remain in us. Because, as I've mentioned already, things happen swiftly. They happen suddenly. And you never know what's going to happen from one minute to the next. And you never know what development happens right after you've done something else. So seeing as life changes so swiftly, we have to stay at peace on the inside. We cannot be in continual turmoil and torment. We have to have the peace of God abiding in us at all times. It helps keep us stable and secure. It's hard to help others if you're completely upset and discombobbled. But if you can maintain the peace of God in the face of disaster, in the face of turmoil, in the face of unexpected circumstances, you've grown in Christ. Amen? And I want to encourage all of us to do just that. You have to have the peace of God. It's a must-needs-be kind of thing. You never know what's going to come next. 
You know, uh, I, I turned. Uh, I was sitting here waiting for uh, our time to come, and the Holy Spirit said, "Turn the TV on." And I said, "All right." So I did, and I, I went to the news, and sure enough, this little boy, 15 years old, has floated out to sea. His two friends are in the hospital. There are red flags everywhere. They're out there combing the waters, looking for them. It's going to get dark shortly. Amen? You never know, saints. You just never know. You just never know. You just don't. So you have to have God's peace on the inside. You have to be listening to the Holy Spirit. You have to be trusting him with everything in you. Because it's too much going on in this world for us to be caught up in the waves of, I'm upset, I'm upset, I'm upset. No, we've got to stay calm. Somebody else's outcome may depend on the peace that we maintain in Christ. Amen? So let's remember that. We have to remain calm. We can plead the blood of Jesus calm down. Yes, we can. That's what we do. We plead the blood of Jesus over ourselves. Amen? So I want to thank God that he's taught us that. He's taught us that. We don't just talk about it. We do it. Amen? It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. We have to be full of God's peace and love. Amen? Somebody's going to need that. Amen. Praise God. Don't forget now, because who knows what comes next. So we can't spend all of our time just thinking about ourselves. When we walk out the door in the morning, you don't know what might be there. We just don't know. So we have to be ready to face the world with the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you that you have given us the blood of Jesus Christ to wash our sins away and to bless us in so many ways. It opens up the entire covenant agreement that you have with us. Thank you. And because we are present on this. The presence of the Lord is on the scene, whatever the calamity may be. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. No, we're not the power, but the power of God lives in us moving us to do those things that God would have us to do in a calamity. Amen. Thank you for that, Father. We want to thank you that the truth of the word of God is in our mouths. We can open our mouths in a a desperate situation, and we can call on the name of Jesus and heaven answers. We can call on the name of Jesus and heaven answers. We're not ordinary people. We belong to God. We want to thank you that we wear the helmet of salvation. 
We have the sword of the spirit. We have all the armor. We have everything you've given us to go out into the world with, Father. And that you're our shepherd. You're taking care of us. You're watching over us. You're protecting us and defending us. We want to thank you, Lord. We know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that you have already supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory. So we can cast all of our care, Lord. Father, I'm I'm asking you to help those people whose cars are still stuck in that garage and that family, they they still don't have the body of that 15-year-old, Lord. Their care upon you, Lord, to trust you. They may not know you the way we do, but I'm asking you to help them nonetheless, Lord. Thank you. We thank you for enabling us to walk in divine health. We take authority, dominion, and power in the name of Jesus over every upper respiratory illness, malady, or attack of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. And we bind it in Jesus' name. Our bodies belong to God. No plague shall come nigh our dwelling in Jesus' name. So we bind all the ear, nose, and throat demons now in the name of Jesus. We bind all the pulmonary demons come out of our lungs in the name of Jesus Christ. You're bound. All of the shedding, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. You cannot come near us in Jesus' name. We are the picture of health. Because by his stripes, we have been healed. We have been healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you very much. Thank you for our health. We thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man. All of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their wicked powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, electronic, digital, and technology demons, and all of their attacks. We bind Leviathan. And all of their attacks. We bind brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attacks. Water and marine spirits and their attacks. Sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, 
sorcery devils, and their attacks, all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits. We bind all sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, all the hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult, force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. Binding all targeted radio frequency, pulse weapons, and their attacks, all 5G and its, their components, binding all ill effects from outer space, from any planet, from any satellite, from any station located on a planet, all the wicked works of the satellites we bind. We bind that that comes through the cell towers and through our electronics and devices in Jesus' name. All our technical devices, you know, we're real techie now. We bind We bind the radiation that comes through the iPhone, especially this newest one that they put out, God. Oh, we bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing. All sonic and audio weapons. Thank you, Lord. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Russian, Chinese, Japanese, Indonesian, Malaysian, every coven of witches, warlocks, sorcerers, wizards, all global cabals and their work, all cults and false religions, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the territorial demons that follow these immigrant groups throughout the world in Jesus' holy name. We forbid you to enter into our territory in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all the devils, especially all the religious devils, Come with all these different immigrant groups that come into the various nations. 
Isha da radio sur, gise da radio la la reonda, rekibe, rula la reo sun de rebrecha kata la marosa la rediosa, runga de rebrecha la reo sun de reba, we bind spiritual pollution in Jesus' name. Roba baba, rukuto, riki, runga de rebrecha la reo sun la reo sun la rea, kiara da rea, rula la rea, sike, burro, shita, manakurisita, rike de rebro, we bind the spiritual pollution that comes through the internet in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the spiritual pollution that comes through the internet in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the wickedness of Saudi Arabia. Japan. Korea. Taiwan, the Philippines, all of South America, Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. All Haitian witchcraft is bound in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them in their shifted form. For all eternity, we bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, uh, low levels of dopamine, we bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devil, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication, and rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own web. We bind the transference of evil spirits and spirits of infirmity, spirits of supplanting, the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. Thank you, Lord, for helping us. Thank you. We bind the transference of evil spirits, mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, undermine, despise, assassinate, 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 divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of in- infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, food, lust, addictions, and gluttony. We return to sender according to the covenant. All in every reprisal, retribution, Counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowback, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, 
and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root, work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender, all witchcraft attacks through channeling in the satellite and against the website or app, in Jesus' name. Returning to sender, all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, vexes, and occult activity. Binding all Nigerian witchcraft. Binding all tribal witchcraft. Chaldean witchcraft, returning from whence it came, Spanish witchcraft, in the name of Jesus, breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energies, Boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding on magical language, magic signs, and magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchronicity, binding and caging Poseidon and Neptune, and all the other demons of the deep in Jesus' name, and stripping them of their crown and powers in Jesus' name, and transferring their powers to Jesus Christ. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La La Land, Science, Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressor and the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience, Martial Arts, Yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic Spirits and Practices, Lewdness, Perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. You're bound. We bind the king of pride and all of his agents. We bind him in the name of Jesus Christ. Send them all into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in the name of Jesus. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, unfocused mind, idle mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear. Combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, On, Isis, and all false deities, along with Mammon, Atlas, and Baphomet in his 72, we bind you. In the name of Jesus, we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. And we send you to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, and vow 
in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, the rituals of every secret society, and the work of all the associated organizations in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. Thank you, Lord. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we have come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, we will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we thank you and we give you praise. We worship you and we bless the name of Jesus Christ and we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially persecuted Christians. Christians, even Christians that were left in, behind in Afghanistan or some other place, in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us. We bind them and command them to leave us now, and we loose ourselves from them. We bind every devil coming through the computer through our cell phones, or through any device that we have in the name of Jesus Christ. Even those meters, those electric meters on our houses. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and our mode of transportation, the road we travel, the airways, the waterways, however we uh, make it to and fro, Father, in the name of Jesus. We take authority over all interferences, and we thank you, Father, for sending forth your angels to protect us in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the day and night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, and we command them to stay away. We ask for giant warrior angels to protect us and and to protect our property. And we thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for all the protections of the Old and New Testament. We thank you for your very presence, Lord. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for the praising angels 
cover us every time we come together, Lord. We give you praise. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, anything sent to us from the demonic realm. We pull it out literally in the name of Jesus. We burn and destroy silver cords, ley lines, ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all of the forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We destroy, we tear down walls of protection and shields of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and all such persons. We break and destroy the powers of their charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, magic, uh, uh, voodoo, mind control, jinxes and potions, torments, pain, destruction, sickness, incense and candle burnings, incantations, death spirits, bewitchment. Ah, bewitchment. Yes, even from work, even from school. Bewitchments, we break your powers in the name of Jesus. We break the power of potions. Now, saints, you just can't, I know you've gone back to school. I know that uh, many of you have gone into new areas of endeavor, but you just can't go sashaying around eating everywhere you go. You go to class and they're having this party. That doesn't mean you get to eat. It means you get to talk to the Holy Spirit. Amen? People are strange these days. And, yes, cannibals exist. They go to the grocery store. They go to the post office. They go to the bank. Amen? And they might put something in your food. And you think you're eating a cupcake, but it's not just a cupcake. It's somebody's bodily fluids are in there. Or some piece, small piece of human flesh. You just can't shove things in your mouth anymore. And everybody needs to tell their children this. You just can't do that anymore. That time is over. It's gone. You can't just shove things in your mouth because you happen to be there. Somebody offers you a cookie, you wait till you get home to get your own cookie. Amen. If you want something at a potluck, take your own and eat your own food. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And you can't spend the night at everybody's house. Well, we want to have a sleepover. Uh, Maybe you need to sleep in your own bed in your own house. It's too dangerous. It's just too dangerous. Life is not what it used to be. And people you think you know, You don't know what's going on in their mind. Amen? My mother never did allow me to do that. You just can't do it anymore. I know some of us think that you can, but I'm here to tell you, no, you can't. That time has changed. We have to use more wisdom than we used to do before. Amen? When I was little... It was almost impossible to hear of children playing in the front yard and somebody drives up in the car and snatches them. Well, now it's, it's, it's an occurrence no matter where you live. 
There's no such thing as a good neighborhood. They're all the same. Amen? They're all the same. You don't know who lives in your neighborhood. That's what they've been telling us about the sex trade for the longest. It's going on in your neighborhood, only you don't know it. So, okay, we have to be on our guard. We can't be pretending that we live in some some uh, better homes and garden lives. It, it doesn't exist. We can't walk around in fairy tales. This is real life. Amen? Teenagers are disappearing. Runaways are disappearing. All kind of people are disappearing. They're just vanishing. But somebody snatched them. So now that's the end of that. People getting raped. You go to the grocery store. Folks getting raped. They're getting shot. They're getting killed in the grocery store. Amen? So now let's be wise. Let's not be foolish. Amen? Let's not be foolish. We don't want to be victims of Satan's war against human beings. Amen? Praise God. Where did I leave off, Lord? Destruction, sickness, pain, and torment, incense, and candle burning, root works, crystals, hoodoo, tribal rituals, and sin. And you can't leave your baby with just anybody. And come on, let's just use some common sense. You can't leave your baby with just anybody. Praise God. Woo, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. You see, we, we do these prayers all the time. And sometimes we've done them so much, you just have a tendency to take it for granted that all is well. But all is not well. All is not well. You can't make any decision without the Holy Spirit anymore, saints. It is too dangerous out. I mean it. So now, whew. Yes, that's right. At daycares, you know, the parent drops the child off, they come back, the child is dead. What's going on? And parents leaving the kid in the car and the kid sweats to death. Amen. It's a real world. It's a very real world. We return to senders, spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery. All the spirits of bondage, heaviness, and fear in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you, Lord, for liberty in our soul. Amen. We want to thank you, Lord, for liberty in our soul. And we loose the victory in spiritual warfare in the favor of God on God's people in Jesus' name. Amen. We can't get lack. You cannot go to the store, leave the kids in the car for 10 minutes and come back. You can't do it. We're supposed to be wise, not foolish. Amen? In fact, you can't leave the dog in the car either. Amen? 
And if you got alligators in your backyard, I suggest you don't let the let the dog go out in the backyard anyway. Amen. Amen. It's a real world thing. Amen. God will help us if we choose to stay alert. To be alert to things when things around us are not going right. You know you're about to turn into your usual place to buy gas, and all of a sudden you get that that unction inside you going, "Uh uh-uh, don't do that. Don't turn in there. Pay attention. That's God trying to get your attention because you don't know what's about to to happen there, and you don't want to be the one on the news. Amen. So tonight, saints, Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the warning. Thank you. Tonight, we're, our featured psalm is Psalm 64. Amen? Our featured psalm is Psalm 64, and our verses for meditation come from the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verses 27 through 28. Amen. Our featured ebook is Biblical Foundations Denial of God Bible Study Transference of Curses. Amen. The dog will be fine at home. The dog isn't going to do anything at home they don't usually do. Amen. Praise God. But people are wild. In fact, we take authority, dominion, and power over the spirit of madness that's taken over society worldwide in Jesus' name. Amen. We bind that critter in the name of Jesus. So tonight, saints, we're going to talk about the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God. We're going to talk about the Spirit of God. We will again discuss the person of the Holy Spirit and his work. As you are aware, I have already taught uh, almost 24 messages on our relationship to God the Holy Spirit. It's been that many. I didn't realize it was that many till I tried to go back and count. If you have not heard them, they are located in the archives on our website. You may ask the Holy Spirit to guide you to these messages, and he will. Praise God. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, has been in existence always. Those who are still thinking of him as a person existing only since the days of Pentecost are in need of truth and enlightenment. No, he is not floating around on a cloud, church. He's not goosebumps either. Amen. In Genesis chapter 1, good place to begin. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. 
Genesis. This is the easiest uh, scripture to find in the Bible. It's right at the beginning. Genesis chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep of God, moved upon the face of the water. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. So as the Bible opens, we find out what the Holy Spirit is doing. We find out what the Holy Spirit is doing. It was the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, who gave the Old Testament and the New Testament prophets all of the revelations that they proclaimed. You know, all through the Old Testament, even into the New, it was the Holy Spirit that gave them the revelation. It was the Holy Spirit that opened things up to them. Amen? He was not floating on a cloud. He was busy working. He's always busy working. It was the Spirit of God who revealed to the Apostle John all that is recorded in the last book of the New Testament. Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. Now you can go all the way to the back. Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. And the The real name is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not about the revelation of the Antichrist. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen? Verse 10, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, he said, and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. So he was caught up in the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God. Presently, we are seeing these matters literally being fulfilled before our very eyes every day. The things that were written aforetime for our learning are happening in our daily lives. So the Bible is very much alive. It speaks to the future. It speaks to the past. It speaks to the present. Amen. So we are seeing scriptures fulfilled on a daily basis. The expectations of previous generations is now quickly becoming history. Think about this. The expectations 
of previous generations of Christians is now quickly becoming history. That's a very profound thing. What they talked about, we're living through. Amen. And it's happening. The matters that the Old Testament prophets foretold did not come by their own understanding. Isaiah didn't write that whole book out of the thoughts on the top of his head after he had, after he had too much pizza. That's not how that happened. The Holy Spirit came upon him and released revelation in him, to him, that he could write, that we can read to this day. That's important. Very important thing. That's just profound. Over time, the Spirit of God would come on people, on Moses and others, And they were inspired to write what they wrote. They didn't make it up out of their head. They didn't call somebody on the telephone and say, hey, what's going on over there where you are? No. They didn't have TikTok. They didn't have social media. The Holy Spirit came upon them and gave them the revelation that God wanted to impart, that he wanted recorded for his people. And God didn't make any mistake. Amen. He's perfect. God didn't make any mistake. These prophecies, these statements, these matters, these issues that the prophets foretold, did not come out of their own head. This is the reason that there are no contradictions in either the Old or the New Testament. God is not wrong. Your understanding may be faulty, but God is not wrong. Amen same person, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, was the one who gave all the revelation. Amen. In 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16, 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16. 3 verse 16 It is written All scripture Is given By inspiration Of God And is profitable For doctrine For teaching For reproof For correction for instruction in righteousness. Amen. 
So let's take a look at the life of Joseph. But just before we get there, I want to say this. If you've been around Christendom for any period of time, you've heard of maybe several or maybe a few persons that think that they have found some place in the Bible where this is wrong and that isn't this. and They need to go back and repent of walking in the spirit of error because the Holy Spirit didn't make any mistakes. They may have found something they don't believe or something that they think is wrong, but it's not wrong. God is right. And even history and archaeology have proven that what God has said is just that. It's the truth. So as you continue as a Christian, Somewhere along the line, you're going to run into some of these people. But you already need to know that God is is infallible. He didn't make any mistakes. And you weren't a mistake either. I don't care how you got here. God intended for you to arrive. Amen? Amen. So. Let's take a look at the life of Joseph. Joseph, yes, you remember Joseph from the book of Genesis. Pharaoh, who was a pagan and ruled over Egypt, saw something in Joseph. He heard about something in Joseph. Now, you've got to understand Those of you that have seen the Ten Commandments at least one time, you have some idea. Pharaoh was the highest world ruler at that time. He ruled over an empire, not a country, an empire. An empire, not a country, not two countries an empire. He was a pagan. He followed false gods, and he had lots of false gods to follow. Yet he ruled over Egypt, and still he had the ability to recognize the power of the Spirit of God in the life of this young Hebrew named Joseph. You say, well, how can that be? God is able. Pharaoh heard that there was something unusual about Joseph's life. Through his need for the interpretation of a troubling dream. And we know the story because we've read it before. But what made Joseph unusual? What was that? Pharaoh recognized it, and in Genesis chapter 41, Genesis chapter 41, verse 38, Genesis chapter 41, amen. We're going all the way back again. Genesis chapter, thank you, Holy Spirit. 
chapter 41 and verse 38. Amen. I'm going to start with verse 32 for those of you who have not read it in a long time. And for that, the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise, him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Verse 38, and Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this is, a man, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? Pharaoh said unto Joseph, for as much as God has showed thee all this, There is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand, and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck, and so on and so forth. So Joseph was made the second in command in in a great world empire. He was a prisoner hours before, but after the move of God, after the Holy Spirit's intervention, He became second in command. So we should keep this in mind, even in our everyday lives. You say, well, I don't don't understand that, Pastor. Yes, you do. You see, Joseph woke up that morning he was in prison. Before the sun went down, he was second in command. God does suddenly sometimes. Even though Pharaoh was the world leader at that time and a worshiper of false gods, he recognized the wisdom, knowledge, and supernatural power in the life of Joseph. He confessed that he could perceive in Joseph a power greater than any human power. And he named this power accurately. He named this power accurately. 
It was the spirit of God in Joseph's life. So let's move forward. Let's fast forward to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 31. Exodus chapter 31. We're going to fast forward to Exodus 31, and while you're turning, I'm going to talk a little bit. This chapter is about the workmen who built the tabernacle in the wilderness. One of the most perfect works of art and craftsmanship was the tabernacle in the wilderness. As far as the craftsmanship and workmanship was concerned, it was perfect. It was perfect. So let's go to Exodus chapter 31, beginning with verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, I have filled him, God said, with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning work, to work in gold, he was a goldsmith, and in silver, that made him a silversmith, and in brass, and in cutting of stones to set them, and in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship. This is very important for the point that God wants to make. And I, behold, I have given him a holy ass of the tribe of Dan, and in the heart of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee, the tabernacle of the congregation and the ark of the testimony and the mercy seat that is thereupon and all the furniture of the tabernacle and the table and his furniture and the pure candlestick with all his furniture and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offering with all his furniture and the labor and his foot and the cloths of service, and the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons to minister in the priest's office, and the anointing oil, and sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded, these shall they do. Amen. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbath you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Ye shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death, for whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. And so the Lord went on with that part. Now, this is what 
I want you to know about this. This is what the Lord wants to tell us. You see, these people that God put his spirit in to do craftsmanship and workmanship didn't preach. They didn't sing a solo. They weren't deacons. They had practical employment, so to speak, as we know it. And God anointed them to do that work in his name. There have been persons, I don't know why, but there have been persons who are Christians who thought that the only gifts that God gives show up on Sunday morning and that's the, that's all there is. If you can't do that, you know, you just don't have any grace from God. That's not the truth because these scriptures bear this out. These scriptures bear that out. Everybody's place where they ought to be to serve the Lord is not a pulpit. Amen? God anoints and blesses and graces people to do the work he wants done, regardless of what that work is. The Bible says whatever you do, whatever you find to do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. And some people feel that their area of vocation just isn't blessed. But if you are blessed, what you do for the Lord is blessed. It's important to know that. Everybody does not go down the same vocational pathway, nor should everybody. There are people who are blessed and anointed to do governance. There are people who do administrative work. There are people who do construction work. There's all kinds of work to be done in God's kingdom. And there is a place of work for you too. Whatever gifts God put in you, he wants to use them, whatever they are. Well, how do I know? Don't worry. Keep following him, and he'll bring them out because they work according to his will, his plan, his purpose, and his timing. Amen? They work according to the will of God. It's not like you turn them on like a faucet. Amen? They work. According to God's will, God's purpose, his plan, and his timing. Whatever gifting is in you, God put it in you before you got here. It's been in there, whether he's used it yet or not. And when he's ready to use it, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. God is going to use his gift that he placed in his vessel. There are those, they're anointed to do things with money. Kinds of gifts that God has placed in people all over the world, whether they're saved or not. We need to learn to appreciate 
what God did, regardless of whether you're in a pulpit or not. Some people's pulpit is in the kitchen. What do you mean? That means they're teaching their children how to live, what to do, what morals, what values, what virtues, while they're cooking dinner. It's nothing wrong with that vocation. It's an honorable one. And they're those persons, they have been skilled to know how to open up a person's body, take out something that shouldn't be there, and seal it back up. It's an honorable vocation. So all of those who still think that you have to be under a steeple to work for God, repent. You're to work for God wherever you are. Amen? Wherever you are, whatever he sets you to do, that's what you're to do is unto the Lord. Some people are caregivers. That may not be the first thing they did, but God's using them as a caregiver. Do it as unto the Lord. Whatever God puts in you to do, let him have you. Amen? Remember Sunday? We had to surrender ourselves. We had to turn ourselves over. We couldn't just hold on to ourselves and say, no, I can't do that. I'm holding on to myself. No, you belong to God. We have to learn how to allow the Lord to use us so that we please him with our lives, wherever we are, whatever we're doing. Amen? If it's honest work and it brings glory to God, amen. Praise God. So on this note, all of the gifts of the Spirit, are given by the Spirit of God, whether preaching, whether gifts of healing, and in these scriptures, whether workmanship or craftsmanship. There are people who build furniture. If they didn't, we would have no place to sit, no table. There are some people, they design clothing. They're all kinds of, with all kinds of gifts, and we need them all. Amen? They are all imparted by the Spirit of God. So, saints, please allow the truth of the scriptures to expand your understanding of God's gifts which are imparted by the Spirit of God. Even architects in today's world have marveled at the skills and abilities of these men and women who worked in the tabernacle in the wilderness. You've got to realize they had to do something with those badger skins. Somebody had to put that stuff together. 
all of Aaron's clothing, his son's clothing, their bonnets, their this, their that. They had a lot of clothes to wear. Somebody had to put it together. No, it did not float down from heaven. Somebody had to do some work. And all of those people, God touched them. God graced them so that they could do the work that was needed. Somebody had to oversee it. Somebody had to inspect it. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to assist the ones that were doing. All of these people, the Spirit of God touched. So who are we to sit back and say, well, what I do isn't important. How dare you? Please repent. Please repent. That's the wrong mindset. We're unlearning the wrong, and we're learning things God's way. Amen? We're learning things God's way. Amen. Well, I'm just a plumber. Well, hon, if you don't go to work, it's going to be some miserable people on this planet. That's just the truth. That's just the truth. Well, all I do is work for the local electric company. Well, when the lights go out there, people are depending on you to go to work because they need those lights. They need them. Electricity has to flow so people that are on breathing machines can continue to breathe. And a multitude of other things. We need people. We need people. Firemen. Somebody's got to put the fires out. So don't think that what you do is insignificant to God. Amen. Praise God. Don't think it's insignificant to God. The Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, worked through these individuals. Most likely they were ordinary people with no usual ability. But God, through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, took their minds, took their hands, took their eyes, and they became absolute perfection in their skills. The tabernacle was to be erected according to a divine plan. With no imperfections whatsoever, in its design or in the craftsmanship was built. It was to be a perfect work in order that there should be a perfect temple in which God could dwell. The secret to its perfection was found in the Holy Spirit. These builders needed to possess 
a oneness of purpose, a oneness in mind, and a spirit in God. It is most difficult for a spirit-filled person to work in perfect harmony and oneness of purpose with someone who is not spirit-filled. There's a conflict between the spirit and the flesh. Amen? There are some people that are impossible to work with in the Lord's work. They do not have the Lord's mind or heart. They have another vision. Demas had that issue. Judas had that issue. Yes, this is even true of born-again Christians. You see, there is a difference when the Holy Spirit has taken over the life of an individual, has taken over the mind, the body, filling them completely, and has given them the mind of Christ. God doesn't interrupt himself. He doesn't contradict himself. Amen. Is a difference like night and day when the Holy Spirit has taken over the life of an individual and has taken over the mind, the body, filling them completely and has given them the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Let's see. Where will I? I want to go. Chapter 2. 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verse 16. 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verse 16. 2, verse 16. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. It is then that it is not two or three minds, not several minds, but all minds working as one because it is the mind of Christ. Can you imagine when they were working on the tabernacle, if there was 50 mindsets, 50 different mindsets all deciding, well, I think it ought to be done this way. Well, I think it ought to be done that way. And that's carnality. And carnality brings death. There's a reason that there is a conductor for the orchestra. It's to keep them all together, flowing together as the musical piece unfolds and is played. God has order in his kingdom. 
First Corinthians chapter one verse ten. First Corinthians chapter one verse ten. First Corinthians chapter one. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you. If they had had 90 different minds as the temple was being put up, they would have had a grand mess, not a beautiful facility. But that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Amen? So, saints, I want you to think about this. I don't want you to just hear another sermon and pack it away. Okay, that was a sermon. No, 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 no. This is to be applied immediately to the life, your life. And allow the message of this sermon to come inside of you and to speak to you. Because God wanted specifically this message to speak to the members of Miracle. Every member of Miracle. Amen? So, saints. Where God has placed you is where he wants you to be. Let God use you his way. Amen? Let God use you his way. You know, there are always people who want to be used the way they want to be used, but that's not how this works. We're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to good works. But we're his workmanship, not our own. Amen? We're his workmanship, not our own. Amen. So, Brother Bill, do we have some testimony? Oh, yes, Pastor, we do. Ready for these wonderful praise reports. Yeah, can you get rid of some of that garble? You got a bit of garble there. Okay. Is that any better? That's, that's a lot better. Thank you. I just you turned know, down it's the phone. It's still there. It's in my voice. No, it's in some something else. Well, I bind this. Yes, I bind the prince and power of the air and bind Bozy and forbid him to attack this anymore in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Sharon has a praise report. Lord, thank you for getting me home safe. Lord, thank you for the raise, hours cut, the furlong, the bonuses, and back pay, and now the overtime. Praise you, Lord Jesus. He's working mighty in her behalf. Lena has a praise report. Last week, my MRI results were the picture showed that the blood on the brain is absorbed, and the doctor, the neurologist, couldn't find any more bleeding in my brain. And she says, thank you, saints, for 
all of you praying for me. Thank you, Pastor Sabrina, Brother Bill, and Brother Marshall. And we give you praise and glory. And all she can say is hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. AK has a praise report. I put in a prayer request last night when I felt sick. The devil wanted to steal my upcoming swim meet this weekend, and I needed help. I praise and thank God for recovering me and giving me the strength to perform today and tomorrow. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And Caroline has a praise report. Pastor Sabrina, Assistant Pastor Bill, Brother Marshall, I really love you and thank you for your obedience and faithfulness. I also thank Dr. Pat for her teaching and information that all that Dr. Sabrina's FYIs to prepare us for the time like this, well, they are not hiding what they are doing now. And we give you praise and glory, Lord. We can all see it clearly. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Dana has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your love and tender care. I was trimming a hedge. As I was removing debris, I saw a wasp nest about the size of a tennis ball full of angry wasps behind the leaves. The Lord is so faithful. I was able to get away without being stung. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. I opened up a meter can one day, saints, and it was full of wasps, and they all started flying out at me, and all I had time to do, because I was only a couple feet away, is say, oh, I bind you in Jesus' name. And they started chasing the electrician next to me, and I said, oh, I bind those in Jesus' name. Forbid them to chase Jerry. I said, come on back, Jerry. Let me teach you how to bind in Jesus' name. But it's awesome when you just do that. The Lord gives us authority over all that, and we praise you, Lord, for that. Now, Claudette has a... uh, Praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for today. You kept me and the kids safe as we drove home. Father, you gave me favor, and I'm getting the CPR course certification so that I can show that to the youth risk children. Father, thank you for the work today was smooth, and I was able to listen to a couple of classes, and I felt like you'll be moving me from this job soon. I'm thanking you for it already. I need a job that pays a little more. Thank you, Father. Thank you for moving in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you. Now, Noel has a praise report. I was at a crossroad about serving the Lord, whether I'm a real Christian or not. If I'm really devoted to God and sincere about living life for him, his way, I was walking in shame, guilt, and torment, not knowing what was true and deep inside. It was a faith and an identity crisis. I didn't believe my own prayers. Finally, I was able to put in a prayer request. Only a short time later, I got the exact deliverance and refreshing I needed from the sermon the Holy Spirit directed me to. I want to thank you, God, for his never-ending goodness, for never quitting on me, and for really working to change me into a clean, honest, and loving person. Thank you, leadership, MIC Prayer Warriors, and my family for intercession and agreement. We just praise you, Lord. These are wonderful praise reports. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord Jesus. What do you think of that, Pastor? I think there's some more. I think that that's not all of them. That's what I think. 
think these were wonderful, but there's some more of them. That's not all. I can tell. I can just tell. So all the rest of you, send your praise report. Amen. I know it's some more praise reports. I know it. You know, like I know when you are eating ice cream during church. I just know it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, it's so interesting in this ministry. Once people really give themselves to the Lord, I watched the Lord do things that I didn't think were going to get done. You know, uh, like three, four years ago, I thought of something I wanted to do, and at the time I couldn't get it done. And God makes a way for it to get done. And sometimes he uses some of you to get it done. I find that to be absolutely interesting. I'm busy trying to do what he's telling me to do, and the things that I think I need to do are, you know, they're just not happening quite that way. And then, lo and behold, I almost out of nowhere, one of you will step right in with the answer. And I can say, thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. He knows how to fill in the gaps, saints. Trust him to fill in your gaps. Trust him to fill in your gap. I got up late the other, well, it wasn't really late. I was just needing to rest. And I missed the time to put the garbage outside. And so I'm fumbling to find my shoes and all this kind of stuff and 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 get, and get outside and open the garage and, you know, get the garbage. Do you know? As I was opening the garage, starting to push the the trash bin out, the man turned and looked at me, and I raised my hand, and he told the other man to stop the truck. And he got off, and he came up my driveway. And I said, thank you so much. I said, it's right inside. And he opened it, and he took the two bags out, and he said, you have a blessed day. I was just flabbergasted. I thanked the Lord the whole day for that because I was about to miss that whole thing again. (laughs) But God saw to it, and I didn't have to leave the the container out by the road because it was going to rain that day. So I thank the Lord when he does what some people think are little things, and I still think they're great things. Amen? I want to thank the Lord for taking care of me. He takes care of all his children. It's just the truth. When you obey him, you see more and more blessed. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Praise God. So the rest of these testimonies that you all haven't put in, okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting now. I'm waiting for the for the rest of them because there's some more. In fact, there's quite a few more. But I know sometimes you didn't get a chance. But don't worry. God's going to give you an opportunity. He's going to give you an opportunity. Amen. Amen. Let me see. Let me do this. Okay. And done. There it goes. Amen. God is so good. He just is. He's working all over the world. And I go to asking him, Lord, what about this? We prayed this and we prayed that. 
And I haven't seen it yet. He told me to to just wait. He said, just wait. So, okay. The fireworks are yet to come. Amen. (laughs) They're going to be fireworks. Amen. Oh, yes. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. A watchdog report casts serious doubt on the ability of the Internal Revenue Service to make good on its pledge to focus its tax enforcement efforts on high-income tax evaders but not increase audit rates on Americans earning, wait for it, $400,000. Americans earning under $400,000 because IRS enforcers are still using an outdated $200,000 high-income threshold is their default. The Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, T-I-G-T-A, all these alphabets, which is the watchdog overseeing the IRS, recently carried out a review to assess the IRS's strategy to train employees hired specifically to audit high earners and big businesses that underreport income. The tax agency's new hires come on the back of a recent $80 billion IRS funding boost, which Republicans warned would be used to increase audits on working-class Americans, even though Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen vowed that the IRS wouldn't increase tax audit rates above historical levels on people earning less than $400,000. Following the review, the watchdog issued a report titled, The IRS Needs to Leverage the Most Effective Training for Revenue Agents Examining High-Income Taxpayers. The report's headline, Recommendation 1 of 6, is that the IRS should leverage the know-how built up in its large business and international division to train newly hired revenue agents on examining high-income taxpayers. But behind the relatively innocuous-sounding title of the report, it's a scathing criticism of the IRS for lacking a clear definition of high-income earners, despite the very same watchdog asking the IRS to look into developing one years ago. The IRS does not have a unified or updated definition for individual high-income taxpayers. The watchdog said in a report, which notes that the IRS uses different definitions of high-income depending on context as various IRS programs address different compliance issues across 
different parts of the filing population. TIGTA faulted the IRS for still not having a clear definition of high income for tax compliance efforts, even after the watchdog recommended in 2015 that the IRS reevaluate the appropriate income thresholds for its high income and high wealth strategy. The high income terminology is being used loosely inside the IRS with no common understanding of what the term means, the watchdog said. One of the watchdog's recommendations was for the IRS to establish a definition of high-income taxpayers for examination compliance purposes and that, at a minimum, the IRS should accept the Treasury Secretary's $400,000 directive as the new high-income floor on which IRS leadership can focus enforcement efforts. The IRS disagreed with the watchdog's recommendation. It asserted in a statement included in the TIGTA report that a static and overly prescriptive definition of high-income taxpayers for audit purposes would serve to deprive the IRS of the agility to address emerging issues and trends. The watchdog commented on the IRS's pushback, saying, that the definition need not be an income threshold should be adjusted based on economic and complexity factors. Otherwise, there's a risk that the agency will break its pledge not to audit more Americans earning less than $400,000. When the high income thresholds are set too low, the result can be higher numbers of inefficient examinations, the watchdog said. When the definition is too low, the base of taxpayers earning those incomes is wider so that the IRS does more audits in that category in order to achieve a desired audit coverage. The watchdog said that under the circumstances of a lack of a clear definition of high income, the IRS would not only be conducting more audits on lower income, lower earning Americans, contrary to its pledge not to, but it would also be less effective in its stated goal of closing the tax gap. That's because audits of lower income taxpayers are less productive because there is less opportunity for tax avoidance at lower income. When asked the IRS for comment on the watchdog's pushback to the tax agency's rejection of its recommendation on adopting a definition of high income, the IRS merely pointed to its original justification already included in the report. Besides faulting the IRS for lacking a definition for high-income taxpayers in context of examination compliance, the watchdog also objected to the fact that the IRS continues to rely on examination activity codes developed decades ago. The watchdog also found that the IRS continues to rely on old tax examination activity codes 
adopted half a century ago with the Tax Reform Act of 1976, which used a $200,000 threshold to measure high-income returns. This amount is equivalent to more than $1 million, but the IRS still uses $200,000 as the default high-income threshold, the watchdog said. As part of its 150-page strategic operating plan, the IRS said it would deploy various cutting-edge technologies, including data analytics, and here we go, artificial intelligence tools to improve its understanding of the tax filings of high-income and high-wealth individuals and address potential tax noncompliance. But the watchdog said that besides lacking clear and consistent definitions around what constitutes high income, the IRS continues to use $200,000 as the main threshold in its examination activity code schema, even though it is no longer a reasonable standard for high earners given inflation since 2005. Generally, the IRS uses the examination activity codes to plan the number of tax-related examinations, although since 2019, its LB and J division has been using a modified planning method based on resource allocation. The watchdog said that in response to the TIGTA recommendation in 2017 to reevaluate its income thresholds, the IRS made no changes, citing internal data analysis results and resource constraints. This lack of action put the IRS in a difficult position if it hopes to meet its pledge not to raise audit rates above historical norms for Americans earning less than $400,000. Because $400,000 will be an important threshold, the IRS needs to update the examination activities codes for individual tax returns, the watchdog said. Currently, there was no way to identify the complete population of taxpayers that meet the criterion of $400,000 or more specified by the current Treasury Secretary, the watchdog added. The IRS partially agreed with the watchdog's recommendation to refine its examination activity. The IRS agreed to identify the best method to identify and track high-income examinations as part of the work being undertaken to implement the Treasury Secretary's directive to not increase audit rates for households making less than $400,000 and small businesses, the IRS said in a statement included in the report. But the watchdog said this isn't good enough. The IRS's partial agreement and plan Corrective action will not satisfy the intent of our recommendation and additional actions are needed, TIGTA said in a comment. The IRS should establish examination activity codes for additional TPI increments, which will help the IRS identify noncompliance at different income levels, the watchdog added. TPI stands for Taxpayer Profile Increment. When asked for comment on the watchdog's rejection of the IRS's response to its recommendation, the IRS simply pointed to its original response included in the report. The watchdog report suggests that 
the lack of clear definitions of high income and outdated examination codes undermine the IRS's ability to keep its promise not to raise audit rates on Americans earning over $400,000. It comes as the IRS recently announced a major tax enforcement crackdown that will increase scrutiny on high-income earners. A key focus of the new sweeping historic initiatives are individuals who report over $1 million in income and have over $250,000 in recognized tax debt. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the Milwaukee Police Department will no longer immediately report a crime victim's gender or race in response to allegations from LGBT advocates that the department misgendered individuals who identify as transgender in media releases. Members of Diverse and Resilient, a local LGBT advocacy group, work with the MPD's LGBT liaison to develop the policy change. Proponents of transgenderism claim that misgendering or dead naming using an individual's birth name instead of the alternative name he or she chose after transitioning is considered violent. Mm-hmm. Really? According to a Monday report by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Heather Ho, MPD Chief of Staff, announced a decision last Wednesday confirming the next day that the policy change was a result of the department's discussion with the LGBT community. It's a way to preserve the dignity and privacy of all victims. PD wants to ensure the best service possible for our entire community, some including Greg Borowski, a Milwaukee Journal Sentinel editor, worried that the change will impede journalists' ability to provide a full picture of what's happening in the community regarding crime. When he said he supports the goal of not misgendering victims, he does not believe creating barriers between the public and information is the right solution. At the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, we take great care to report stories about crime and public safety with context and sensitivity. To do this, we need to be able to identify trends and provide a full picture of what is happening in our community, he said. Bill Luters, president of the nonpartisan Wisconsin Freedom of Information Council, also criticized the policy, calling it a terrible idea. Does the public really not have a right to know if minorities, for instance, are disproportionately victims of crime? He asked in a statement to the outlet, does it not have the right to know if people are being killed because of their gender? The Milwaukee Police Department and Diverse and Resilient did not immediately respond to requests for comment. The chief of staff clarified that the policy will only impact information that the department releases to the public via media releases and that the community members or reporters can still file an open records request if they wish to assess more detailed information. However, filing and receiving information through a public records request can take time. 
Justin Roby, Diverse and Resilience Director of Finance and Human Resources, also defended the department's new approach to releasing information, claiming that the loved ones of a murdered trans individual clearly already know if their relative, friend or relative, is dead. According to Roby, data collection on homicides against trans people is already underreported, and law enforcement databases typically don't identify the deceased as trans. I have listened to countless trans sisters worry about how they will be identified upon their death, Roby said in a statement to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. That's harm. That's trauma. They are worried that after all of the work they've done to accept themselves, at their death, they will be disrespected. Well, I have news for them. After they're dead, they don't have any control over any of that. The push for MPD to change its crime victim reporting policy came after three black men who identified as female were killed in the city last year. The department's press release stated that the victims were male, a fact media outlets later included in their reporting. Following the mass shooting at the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee, some media outlets took issue with the police reporting that the shooter was female. Audrey Hale, 28, a woman who identified as male, killed six people, including three children, on the day of the shooting. Police eventually killed Hale on the second floor of the school building. The New York Times later wrote in a March 27th post on X, I guess they used to be Twitter, that there was confusion about the gender of the Nashville shooter, stating that officials had referred to Hale as she and her pronouns. On the same day, USA Today also stated that X on X that the police had misidentified the identity of the shooter. As previously reported in March, a memo obtained at the same at the time by the New York Post showed that CBS News executives instructed reporters to avoid mentioning the Nashville shooter's gender identity. According to the document, because legacy media outlets had not yet confirmed Hale's gender identity, executives asked staffers to avoid any mention of it, as it is it has known no known relevance to the crime. Seriously? Should that change, we can and will revisit. So now, not that we weren't telling lies before, they want us to tell some more. All right, so we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication in such matters. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Uh, I read on July 27th the devastating news that a five-year-old Indiana boy who fatally shot his baby brother was high on cocaine at the time and that his toddler brother was found to have marijuana in his system. I wasn't surprised when I learned the family was black. I have seen neglect, violence, and drug use up close, having lived part of my life in Harlem in the late 1960s and 70s with frequent trips back for funerals. I was shocked and saddened by the recent news of this shooting and felt the black community had hit a new low. A few weeks later, 
On August 12th, at the Nordstrom store in Los Angeles, a flash mob of young black men and women ransacked the whole the, and stole over $100,000 worth of merchandise. This type of behavior has become so routinely rampant throughout the country that retailers are reporting closures of their stores. These frequent public displays reveal to the nation and the and the world another example of the complete moral collapse of the black community, and that includes the failure of black political and community leaders to condemn the behavior. The unspoken questions ring loud enough to hear. Where are the parents? Why do we see this so often? Why isn't the behavior condemned by the community and its leaders? Why do some leaders, like Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson, make excuses for the behavior and blame others? The answer is raw and hurtful in its truthfulness. It is because, frankly, my dear, they don't about black Americans. You can read that part yourself. And the they I refer to are the progressive leftists, black and white, who have facilitated the 50-year moral decline. My appeal is to a sizable population in the black community who know the best environment for their children are homes where a mother and father love and nurture and discipline their children. It's an appeal to parents who are fed up with the school system that expects very little from our children and allows them to graduate from high school reading at only a sixth grade level, completely unprepared for college or the job market. If you, too, are sickened by this moral collapse, join us in our movement to restore the community to its roots of the traditional Christian faith, two-parent families, and an education that truly serves our children well. Our nonprofit organization is one of the few national bodies that promotes these three important factors, Christian faith, two-parent families, and an education that teaches children the skills and character required to be successful and happy American citizens. You have not heard, nor will you ever hear, these important factors promoted by the NAACP, the Urban League, the Congressional Black Caucus, and Black Lives Matter. For 50 years now, these leftist groups and their allies have ushered in policies that were heavily promoted in black urban areas and then spread throughout the nation. These policies weakened and then later destroyed two-parent families, public school education, social norms of behavior that were universally accepted, and the ability of young people to learn to be competitive in the workforce. This happened while many of these leaders, including blacks who considered themselves to be progressive, became wealthy at the expense of the people they were supposed to be serving. Maxine Waters, a congresswoman who represents one of the poorest districts in California, for example, lives in a $6 million mansion outside which she represents. Similar financial miracles have been replicated by other black progressives. Most recently, Patrice Cullors, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, who resigned to one of her mansions and controversy amid controversy over her organization's finances. 
an investigation into which showed Black Lives Matter had raised $90 million, while black elected officials have increased steadily in numbers post-civil rights era, we have not seen that same level of success in the black community when it comes to academic performance, private sector expansion, and quality of life. Jason Riley, a fellow at the Manhattan Institute, noted that between 1970 and 2010, the number of black elected officials nationwide increased from fewer than 1,500 to more than 10,000. The vast majority of those elected officials have been on the political left. During the same period, the black community had transformed from overwhelmingly two-parent families to 37% living in broken homes without one initiative to reverse the trend. Why is that the case? Because, frankly, my dear, they don't give. Uh Uh-huh, that's what he said. The left needs a dependent and ignorant population to perpetrate a false narrative of racial disparities, even though the disparities are generated by a culture of government dependency. Black elected officials hold or have held seats of power in cities like Baltimore, Cleveland, Detroit, Philadelphia, and recently the four largest cities in the U.S., Houston, Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York City. They have also held seats of power in police departments and public school systems. One would think these cities would be the safest cities for black Americans, with children thriving in schools with robust local economies. The opposite is true, however. Black Americans who have the financial ability to leave these dangerous communities with failing schools do so because they are unsafe, corrupt, and restrict parents from sending their children to better schools by blocking school choice options. Some may suggest that the mismanagement of cities and schools is due to incompetence. I would agree that incompetence is part of the problem, but the real driver behind the 50-year deterioration of cities across the country is a deliberate progressive socialist agenda of permanent political power and wealth. When it comes to the lack of economic process progress in the black community, the violence we witness daily, the numerous failing schools, my reaction is, frankly, my dear, they just don't. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on such. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning regulators in France on September 12th ordered a tech giant Apple to pause sales of one of its iPhones in the country amid concerns it emits too much electromagnetic radiation. France's National Frequency Agency notified Apple of its decision to ban sales of the iPhone 12 after conducting tests that showed that the smartphone's specific absorption rate, SAR, was slightly above the legal limit. Minister for Digital Transition and Telecommunications, Jean Barrett, told Le Parisien, that means the iPhones, which have been sold by Apple since 2020, were emitting more electromagnetic waves susceptible to be absorbed by the body than legally permitted. 
In a press release, the regulator said 141 cell phones were recently tested by an accredited laboratory, allowing them to ensure the SAR values comply with European regulations. However, regulators found absorption of electromagnetic energy by the body at 5.74 watts per kilogram during tests in which the device was held in the hand or placed in the trouser pocket. The EU standard for SAR is 4.0 watts per kilogram. SAR values were found to be compliant for iPhone 12 devices being carried at a distance of 5 millimeters from the body, like in coat pockets or bags, regulators said. As a result, ANFR is asking Apple to immediately remove the device from shelves in the French market. Consequently, Apple must immediately adopt all necessary measures to prevent the iPhone 12 in the supply chain from being made available on the market, ANFR said. As for those telephones that are already in use, Apple must adopt all necessary corrective measures to bring the telephones into conformity as soon as possible. Otherwise, Apple will have to recall the equipment. The ANFR expects Apple to deploy all available means to put an end to the noncompliance, regulators continue. Failure to act will result in the recall of equipment that has already been made available to consumers. If Apple chooses to update its telephones, it should be verified by the ANFR. Instruction has been given to the ANFR's sworn offices to check that the iPhone 12 is no longer offered for sale in all distribution channels in France from Tuesday, 12 September 2023, regulators concluded. Apple did not immediately reply to a request for comment. Mr. Barrett told the people that a software update would likely be sufficient to fix the radiation issues linked to the phone. Public health organizations say that young people should avoid using cell phones because the electromagnetic radiation wireless devices emit what they emit may cause cancer. So, there. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on such. Amen. Amen. Hold on. Amen. Hold on. Oops. I missed. Where did I go, God? Okay. Oh, da. There we go. Right there. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. This is the right. The caliph, we're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The California State Assembly on Friday approved a bill redefining the health, safety, and well-being of children to include gender identity or gender expression. Critics say it will enable the state to seize children who have transitioned without, excuse me, the approval of their parents. Let me do that one again. 
The California State Assembly on Friday approved a bill redefining the health, safety, and well-being of children to include gender identity or gender expression. Critics say it will enable the state to seize children who have transitioned without the approval of their parents. Assembly Bill 957 was adopted with a vote of 57 to 16 and sent to Governor Gavin Newsom for signature. It amends Section 3011 of the Family Code to include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity or gender expression as part of the health, safety, and welfare of the child. Family courts use the health and well-being standard to make decisions as to which parent gets custody of children in divorce disputes or in cases which parents have their children taken away by the state due to abuse or neglect. That is our duty as parents to affirm our children, State Representative Lori Wilson, a Democrat from the San Francisco Bay Area, said in a speech on the assembly floor. State Senator Scott Weiner, a a fellow San Francisco Democrat, co-sponsored the bill. He was behind the 2022 Trans Refugee Bill, which gave immunity from other states' laws to minors seeking gender-affirming care in California. Republicans have criticized the proposal, arguing that family court judges already have the discretion to make that determination. With only 18 seats in the 80-member chamber, however, there was little they could do to stop it. Last month, a school district in the Bay Area paid $100,000 to settle a lawsuit filed by a parent whose child was secretly transitioned without her knowledge or consent. Conan alleged that the Freckles Union School District and three of its employees secretly convinced her daughter of being bisexual and transgender, referred to her as a boy, instructed her on binding her breasts, and allowed her to use the faculty bathroom. Teachers allegedly encouraged Conan's daughter to use a boy's name, wearing clothing for boys, read articles about gender transition, and not to tell her mother about her new gender identity or new name, saying that her mother might not be supportive of her and that she shouldn't trust her mother. Hmm. Yeah. When the school eventually informed Conan, she claimed that she went along with it out of fear that the state might take the child away. The girl began to return to her original self after March 2020 when California switched to online lessons to the COVID-19 pandemic. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on such. Amen. We want to thank God for what he does. He's going to help his church. He's bound to do so. His word says that he will. Amen. And we know that he keeps his word. So, Brother Marshall, it's time for us to go before the throne of grace. Amen. Amen. And we do. 
Because to who else can we go, Lord? Better to trust in the Lord than make confidence in men. It's better to trust in the Lord than make confidence in princes. We've all, well, maybe not everyone, but many of us have made that mistake, Lord. We thought we can trust some particular man because he oh, he had smooth words. What was, in, what was in his heart, we didn't know, Father. And Father God, you, you said <laughs> that we're in these days, Father God, you said, where is this, in Luke 17, as it, as it was in the days of Noah, or Noah, it says, uh, in uh, in Luke seventeen twenty six, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage. <clears throat> Until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood destroyed them all. In verse 28 of Luke 17, likewise, Jesus says, also as, in, as it was in the days of Lot, yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went in out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. And a lot of people are thinking it's going to be a good day when Jesus shows up. <clears throat> it just depends where our eyes are focused. So, Father, we choose to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. And we thank you for raising us up together with Christ Jesus. That we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We may be, our feet may be on this earth, but our hearts and minds by the power of God, by the Spirit of the living God, are in heaven. Thank you for raising us up together with Christ Jesus. If Jesus raised from, was raised from the dead, and he is, he's alive right now. And we thank you, Father, that Jesus is our high priest. He's ever living to make intercession for each of us. And all the children, all the children, Father God, not just in California, not just in France, all the children all over the earth, Father God, all those in need, Father God, in Jesus' name, and all those that are being controlled by the ungodly spirits of fear, <clears throat> even as Bishop Kanko, the real Bishop Kanko, uh, taught us that how, that's how the devil works. He's very proud, he's very fearful, and he controls people with fear. He wants people to be afraid of the IRS, to be afraid of the government. Well, isn't it wise to be have a holy fear of the living God and not to be afraid of of man? Isn't that what the Lord really wants us to do? Even, I think, where was that, Lord? I just looked at that today. Kind of a Saturday. It's in Isaiah 8 somewhere. It says in Isaiah 8, Menabor, is that right? Uh, 8 10. Take counsel together and it shall come to naught. Speak the word and it shall not stand. These people that are proclaiming to cut off the, the, the people of the living God from this land, it shall not stand. For God is with us. For God spake thus to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the ways of this people, saying, Say not ye a confederacy to all of them to whom this people shall say confederacy. Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, like it says in Isaiah 8:13. Let him be your fear, and let him be your dread, and he shall be for a sanctuary. Oh, we think we need that sanctuary, Lord. But those who don't want to follow Jesus, those that wish to be controlled by fear or rebellion or other spirits, Father God, it should be a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense given to both the houses of Israel for a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. For many of them shall stumble and fall and be broken and snared and be taken. So, Father God, we ask you to deal with all these people that are trying to control people through fear, through the different confusion 
and you're not the author of confusion, but of pieces in all the churches of the saints. They're sincere Christians that realize that the IRS is playing games and that there are other people that are trying to influence them. But who's really influencing all these people, Father God, to do these nasty and sick things? Who caused the people to be uh, have perverse things brought into the public schools, not just in California? <laughs> Who caused the people, not just in the uh, black community, but any of the communities that don't quite fit with what they want to to yield to, uh, oh, we'll just make it real easy for you. You can graduate from high school with a sixth-grade reading level. That's no problem. Uh, see if you can get a job. Father God, we, we thank you, Father. Of course, they don't want people to have jobs. Do they? they want to bring in the, the people who are willing to work for next to nothing. And if that doesn't work, they'll just bring in the children and make them slave laborers. Father God, work in the meat plants at night, of Father God, if they allow people to have meat anymore. But Father God, we ask for adjudication concerning all this confusion with the IRS and all the nonsense, Father God, and help your children to know what you want us, each of us to do individually as we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. So we come before you, Father God. We ask for intervention, adjudication for all these different things, including what's going on with the Milwaukee Police Department. You're not the author of confusion. Some of those people are quite confused, Father God, and they think that it's more important to have your 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 dreamed-up sexual identity. Some people want to identify as a cat, too. Does that make them a cat? Father God, people don't seem to even recognize basic biology. And I was a biology major in college. By the grace of God, I managed to graduate with the help of the Lord. I couldn't have possibly done it without his help. I didn't even know him back then, but he's still taking care of us. Father, take care of all these people that don't know you yet. Father God, and we know that a lot of people have have been so confused, Father God, so confused with the sexual identity nonsense, Father God, because it's part of the agenda. To break down the family unit, to break down not just in the black community, all the communities for that matter. They don't want people to have, they used to have a, a TV program many, many, many years ago, even perhaps before I was a little child, called Father Knows Best. Well, they got rid of that one. They don't want people to Father Knows Anything, Father God. They don't even want Father to be in the house. They want to have the, the mom on the, the government dole so that dad, dad can't even come visit the kids. And Father God, and you have some of these people, like the, the mayor of, of Chicago, and Father God, they don't express a lot of concern for people with a similar uh, racial background, Father. They don't really express any concern because they're not there at pro- properly elected. They're working for the corporation that they were hired by. And they're apparently figureheads, Father God, that were selected and put there, Father God. Not elected, but selected. Some people blame the people of Chicago. Well, why do you keep electing these corrupt people? Maybe they didn't really elect them. Maybe they were, those people were put there, were selected to be there. We ask for an intervention for each and every one of these situations, Father God, in the righteous judge. And we think that at least in France, Father God, they understand about the dangers of, of the EMF radiation from cell phones, especially the new bigger Apple phone, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you for them bringing this to light because it's very, very dangerous. Not Yes, for children, but not just children, Father God, even for big people, Father God. It, many years ago, a pastor in Singapore, he was warning people, and where do men keep their phones, and what's near that? And, and, and could it possibly affect the next generation? So people keep their phones in their pockets, 
and, and without any protective device between their body and the phone whatsoever. And there are devices out there. There are little bags and things people can get. Even you can take one of those boxes people use to get um, some soups and that have metal lining, Father God. And after they're cleaned up, you can cut them and fit them between the phone and the body. So, Father God, help these people to wake up. And we thank you for people like uh, EMF Solutions and others that have more insights into this, like some of the doctors and people have told us about. And we thank you, Father God, for your intervention adjudication, because a lot, of, a lot of these people in this country, the United States, maybe Canada too, they don't warn people about the EMF dangers, Father God. We thank you for the people in France at least trying to give them a heads up, a little warning, Father God, in Jesus' name. Because you said... That there's a problem with these people who are doing what? They're calling evil good and good evil. Oh, it's, it's good to allow, allow people to, um, to just be on the government dole indefinitely and to keep the fathers out of their children's lives. It says in Isaiah, where is that? Isaiah 5.20. Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for evil, like this wiener guy in California that, that Pastor Sabrina just read about, Father God. And that's a absolutely father god we know you put on pat holiday's heart even before she accepted jesus that she was very concerned for the protection of the actual basic family unit one man one woman dad mom children because that's what society has been built on and why is it, why was there a problem in sodom and gomorrah did god go or is it in genesis 19 god went to go check it out when he heard about it See if it was, whether that thing was so, and and why uh, uh, Noah, uh, not Noah, Lot with his wife, uh, they didn't want to leave. But Father God, help me and help us all to be able to reach out to our friends and neighbors. And I don't know, Father God, we bind that mind-blinding spirit, blinding their minds from wanting to hear the truth. Father God, those people that have been so indoctrinated by that perverse spirit, Father God, <clears throat> I'm calling evil good and good evil, Father God. Satan, from our position, Satan have any place in Christ Jesus, according to Proverbs 18.10, for the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous men into it are safe, according to uh, Ephesians 2.6. Thank you, Father God, for raising us up together with Christ Jesus because of the blood of the covenant. Satan, you're bound because of the blood of Jesus against you, the blood of Jesus against you. Jesus has all power in heaven and earth who's coming to rule and reign. He has all power in heaven and on earth in Jesus' name. Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. Every spirit of corruption, perversion, every unclean spirit, all spirits of Asmodus, Osmos, Incubus, Sacrifice, all the marine spirit, your water dried up. Every ungodly spirit is bound and gate. Every unclean spirit, a perverse spirit, every spirit behind pedophilia, and all the perverse spirits trying to bring people to bring their children, have them not be able to produce children in the future. The spirit of that, the uh, Margaret Sanger spirit, the same spirit that was in her, that had all those Planned Parenthood uh, uh, facilities available, primarily right next to the black communities within walking distance because she loved the black people so much? I don't think so. Because of people like Bill Gates who wanted to offer lovely vaccines for the people in Africa so the woman couldn't produce children anymore. Father God, these people have an agenda. And what's the agenda? The agenda is not to allow human beings to live because these people think they're little gods. That we bind that spirit of idolatry, the spirit of thinking that they're gods, the spirit of antichrist unloving is bound, the spirit of hatred, spirit of blind hatred of everyone created in the image of the living God. For he made of all men one blood, 
And we bleed that blood of Jesus over each and every one of us, our family members, every door, every window, every access to each one of us. Father God, please loose as many additional angels as you deem appropriate, Father God, to watch over all those that are coming into the body of Christ. You said believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved in your household. You'll be sozo in your household. You'll be saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole in your household. And we thank you for doing so. We give you praise and honor and glory because you know how to do it because we don't. Because there's only one Savior. His name is Jesus. Because of the name of Jesus. Say, Jesus. Jesus. That's what they did when Jesus was coming in on Palm Sunday. They were saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna to the Son of David. Save now, Lord. Save now, Lord. We beseech you. Save now, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we ask you to save us. Because you said, if two of you on earth are great, touch anything else, it shall be done in my Father's in heaven. You said, if my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven forgive their sins and heal their land father forgive those pastors that went along with the last COVID nonsense and and thought the government had superior power and authority over the living God forgive those pastors that have been mind blinded those pastors that were bewitched in the seminaries the cemeteries wherever they went to learn to be pastors father God because they, they got all their, their little preaching all online for, for the, 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 to appease uh, the, the people's hearts and make them feel like they, they did something nice so they can, they can have money in their, in their, uh, in their banks, but, but not necessarily to care for people's eternal souls. Father God, send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction to all these people, those in authority, in every, not just the churches, but especially in the churches, Father God, to bring conviction to the people, Father God, because you know how to get a hold of their hearts, Father God, and you know how to rescue those people, Father God, that desperately, desperately, desperately need to be delivered, Father God, in Jesus' name. And Father God, where is that? It's in, uh, is it in the First Corinthians. That's where it is. You, you warned us, Father God. You said not. Where did I start there, Lord? You said in I in in First Corinthians six nine and following. Know you not therefore that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, even those pastors who are effeminate, the, you know, just not just limp wrists, those are molesting their children too, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Father God, help those people that are doing these things to wake up. And it says in the next verse in 1 Corinthians 6:11, and such were some of you, but, but, you are washed. Thank you for washing us in your blood, Jesus. Washing us in the water of the word and in your blood. But such were some of you, but you are washed. You are sanctified, set apart. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Father, we thank you for that man that was planning to be a woman who came to Pat Holiday. And there are precious, precious few. My Pastor Sabrina and Bill and, and Pastor Pat and there are a few precious ones I don't understand about deliverance, Father God. And that man went through deliverance. And he didn't have his sexual organs altered. And he did be- become a, a, a man in the church. And he had a wife and children, Father God. He didn't cut off things that shouldn't be cut off, Father God. But you know how to cut these people off from being an influence in this land, Father God. And we ask you to do so. Cut them off. Those that want to cut off all the children's bodily parts, Father God. Cut them off from being an authority, Father God. You know how to raise up godly leaders. And we ask you to overturn the spirit behind abortion and the sacrifice of children, not just sacrifice of babies now, but sacrifice of grown children, 
children eight years old, six years old, to have their bodily parts cut off to please some pervert, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to, to pour forth of your spirit. You said in the last days I'll pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams, and young men will see visions of my handmaids and my servants. In those days will I pour forth of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And we ask you to do so, because you know how to do it, Father God. And that, was it Donald Trump's great aunts, Peggy Christine Smith, in the, in the Scottish Islands, in the Hebrides, they prayed since 70 years ago, Father God, 70 years ago, Maybe when Donald Trump was a baby. I don't know if he was even born yet. Maybe he was born. Father God, they were praying for a great revival. And they had physical ailments. They were in their 80s. And they had some serious challenges in their own physical bodies. But they weren't so concerned about themselves. They were concerned about the condition of the church. Father, we're concerned about the condition of the church. And what did they pray? You told us in, in Isaiah 20, Isaiah was at 43, 26, put me in remembrance, let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. So we're calling you together in remembrance with our big brother Jesus, our high priest, because he said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world, in the last verse of uh, the Gospel of, of Matthew. And he, because he's with us and together with God, nothing shall be impossible. You said in Isaiah 44, 2, Thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Thank you for helping us all, Lord, and all the children. All the children, not just in California, and that's just all the children, not just in France, all the children all over your earth, the children in Africa don't have enough to eat. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, thou judgment whom I have chosen, for I'll pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I'll pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. And we ask you to do so, Father God, because you said in Isaiah 32:15, until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness become a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. Then judgment shall dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness remain in the fruitful field, and the work of righteousness shall be peace, shalom. Nothing missing, lacking, or broken. No bodily parts removed that don't need to be removed. Nothing missing, lacking, or broken. And the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever because we can't save ourselves we can't look to any man necessarily to save us yes you have used state people before you used moses to help the people of israel they didn't want to continue they made idols father deliver everyone from spirits of idolatry father god some people worship their cell phone more than they worship the living god some people say oh my goodness i can't find my cell phone what am i going to do Father God, we thank you, Father God. Yes, people use cell phones to connect with their family, and that could be very nice. Maybe not everybody can afford a landline phone, which is a little healthier and safer. And not everybody can afford to go to EMP uh, EMP uh, Solutions, EMPSOL.com, and find out to get a little device to protect themselves from their own cell phone, Father God, from the EMF radiations. Not everybody can know how to go. Is there even a place in Australia that sells stuff like that? Father, it's a lot cheaper but maybe not as good. But, Father God, help the people to find what they need to find to protect themselves in the natural and in the spiritual. And all the EMF radiation, 5G, 6G, pulse spirits, direct energy weapons, return at least sevenfold on the heads of the spirits and send them to those spirits and tender dust from all sources, including from those low-orbiting uh, uh, 5G satellites that uh, whatever his name is uh, from the Tesla group has been putting up there. If get All those things emitting 5G from the low-orbiting satellites, Father God, we ask you to deliver us from all the attacks from every different area. We bind all the spirits behind the psychological warfare. 
every spirit trying to cause people to be in constant grips of fear. Oh, what are they going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? What are we going to do? We're going to look to the Lord. We're going to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. And why did he? He's how was the author? What did he do? He poured out his blood for us. Because without the shedding of blood, is no remission. We plead that blood over each and every one of us, every access to each one of us, and all of our family members, our eyes, our ears, our noses, our mouths, every access, every pore, every access. And we thank you, Lord, for enveloping us in that blood. We thank you for hiding us in the secret place of the Most High. We thank you for hiding us under the blood from the, from the prying eyes of the deep state uh, uh, people trying to manipulate everything, trying to control people with fear and grip about, oh, they're trying to bring in this. No, no, no. no the, the, the war is already raging, and it's raging in the heavens, and it's raging now on earth in different ways, Father God. But how do we overcome the enemy? We can't give him any little bit of, of, uh, of, of ammunition because what does the enemy need? He needs the Christians to be gripped with fear because he lives off of that fear. So we have to deprive him of, that, of his demonic food because that will keep him in perfect peace. His mind is stayed on me. And it says, where is that in Philippians? Kind of, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of what? Perdition, destruction, but to you of salvation and that of God. Because as we rest in Jesus and we remain confident that we're in him and in his, in his presence and he's protecting us constantly, we thank you, Father God, for also giving your angels charge of us all the benefits of Psalm 91 over each of us and all the children and all the descendants of every believer. And, Father God, we ask you, Father God, to prick the hearts of those teachers that have been uh, used to do things that are contrary to your will to affect the children, to help them to be transistor to be groomed to be ready to be uh manipulated by people like this werner guy over in um in california and we ask for your divine help for all the children father god and help us all to know how to fix our eyes where you want us to fix them not on all the nonsense father god but on the living god because jesus did it for the joy that was set before him what's that joy the joy of one sinner that repents, Father God. And you can get a hold of a whole lot of us. And you're going to bring about maybe a billion people or more coming into the kingdom of God on this great, huge revival. And you heard paying Christine Smith's prayers, Father God. And you poured forth of your spirit, Father God, 70 years ago. And you're no respecter of persons. What you've done for one, you'll do for another. And there's more than just two of us praying. There, there are a whole bunch of us praying, Father God. And we're not just in that the miracle in that church, Father God. Not just in, in the United States. All over your earth, Father God, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And we thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers for your name's sake, for Christ's sake. And we thank you for all the benefits of Psalm 91 over each and every one of us. Because thou hast made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high of the habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. And thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion, the dragon, thou shalt trample under feet. What about that? And confirmed over in Luke 10, 19, said, Behold, he departed to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Not EMF, not perverse politicians. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits, the demons are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice, Lord, that our names are written in heaven. 
Thank you, Jesus, for engraving our names in the palms of your hand. Thank you, Father God, for being in, Lord, in the Lord Jesus, reconciling the world unto yourself. Thank you for keeping us as the apple of your eye. And thank you for being a wall of fire round about and the glory in the midst. We thank you for your glory for defense. This is the glory of children of their fathers. And thank you, Father, for restoring the glory the Lord Jesus had with you from before the foundation of the world. We thank you for that glory, Father God, because the glory of children of their fathers, you are our actual protection. Because Jesus said, I'm no more in the world, but these are in the world. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. No, we're not righteous apart from Jesus. We're righteous in Jesus. Well, how do we get to be in Jesus? We get to leave our own selves behind like we did on Sunday and realize that's all about Jesus, not about Marshall. It's not about... Sabrina or Bill or any of us. It's all about Jesus. As we forget about ourselves and we look to you, Lord, because you know how to protect us. And we thank you, Father God, for moving on the hearts of those people. Where was it? In New Mexico recently when the the strange uh, governor decided to overturn the Second Amendment single-handedly, Father God. That, that the police, that, <laughs> those that they weren't even elected, They're, they were, they were uh, appointed by her, perhaps. But they said, no, we can't enforce this. This is contrary. She just wanted to obliterate the Second Amendment. Sure, some people have been hurt. So now we're going to trust the, the government more than we trust ourselves? I don't think so. We know the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pull down the stronghold, casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So for us and those we can stand in, we hold every thought captive and subject to the complete obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ, including all the parents for their children. God, particularly underage children, every thought captive and subject to complete obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ, because if we're loved perfectly, and we are perfectly loved, here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for us. And he sent Jesus forth to be that substitute and sacrifice for us because he is love. And he loves all the people. He loves those people that are, that are serving the devil right now. They're going to repent and turn to him. We thank you, Father God, that you know how to do that because we don't know how to do that. But you know how to get there. Prick their hearts. So pour forth of your spirit. Prick their hearts. Cause multitudes, multitudes, multitudes all over the earth to turn to you, Lord, including those those uh, people are doing bad things to Christians all over the earth in Pakistan and other places, Father God. Calls those people that have been controlled by demonic spirits. We bind every one of those demonic spirits seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy, trying to control the weather, trying to control uh, people's minds and hearts, Father God. And we ask you to, to pour forth of your spirit in Jesus' name. And we thank you for doing so, Father, in Jesus' name. Where's that verse, Lord? Psalm 65:7. Which stilleth the noise of the seas, the noise of the waves, and the tumult of the people. Lord, you know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. You know how to do that. Which stilleth the noise of the seas, the noise of the waves, and the tumult of the people. Father God, those people that want to riot and carry on, like the so-called BLM nonsense, Father God, and Antifa and all that stuff, they're all just paid off by the Soros and the like, Father God. They just have a paycheck to get. Father, they're just doing what they were told to do. Take those bricks and smash the windows, Father God. And now some of those people that told them to do that, some of the super left-wing people, one guy was a very wealthy businessman who had stores in someplace, Seattle or someplace. Now his store is totally demolished, and he was encouraging it. So, Father God, you know how to pay back, just like you did with, with Haman, Father God, in the book of Esther. And what happened to Haman? 
he built gallows to kill his enemy on the guy he didn't like because he didn't lick his boots rather. Mordecai didn't bow down before him. And what happened to Haman? He died on the gallows he prepared for Mordecai. And his ten sons, they were hung on the same gallows too. So, Father God, if these people cannot repent, you will not suffer a witch to live. And people are trying to control people against their will. They're practicing witchcraft. And every one of the witchcraft spirits are against every one of us, through the politicians, through the government media, through the, the political, uh, the, the, the blending, blending of government and corporations together, every spirit of fascism, every spirit of ungodly mind control, every ungodly witchcraft eternally sinful on the heads of spirits to do those spirits intended to just render to our neighbors sinful into their bosoms, every reproach where they've reproached the O Lord in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Spirit because of the bloody covenant. And we thank you for doing so. And exposing, exposing all that they've been doing, Father God, in the way that you want, Father, in Jesus' name, in your perfect time, in your perfect way. And you told us not to be afraid of them. You know, because you don't want us to be controlled by fear. Because Jesus said over in Matthew ten twenty six, Fear thou not, therefore, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. A lot of the stuff that's been coming out, some of it the people in the alternative media have known about for years about Obama and all that stuff. About all oh, they talked about this years and years and years ago, Father God, about Obama and about his questionable wife and all the rest of it, Father God. They, they did a nice little picture. It looked like a nice family, Father God. But everything is being exposed. And Tucker exp uh, uh, talking to people over on a big thing. But some people say he's just a CIA plant. He may be. <laughs> it's hard to believe. But he, a lot of things are hard to believe these days. Father God, I don't know. But you said, fear the not for that, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. Father, things that need to be known, help them to come out in a timely manner, not just about the laptop from the so-called president, Father God's son, and all that stuff, all the, the, the connections, Father God, with all the people that are the brides, and all the many, many things we've, we've prayed and interceded for before, Father God. Many, many multitudes of challenges, Father God. But you got it all under control. Just like as I remember, we were challenged once when I was a, a younger father, and we were traveling to go on vacation, and we started singing, He's got everything under control. He's got everything under control. The moon and the stars are in his hand. The wind and the rain at his command. He's got everything under control. Because I sure didn't. I could have gotten freaked out and concerned about trying to make a deadline. Well, oh, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? Because I don't know what to do. Moses uh, listened to you, Lord, and, 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 and he, he, he did what you told him to do. He didn't do it perfectly, but it looks like he made heaven. Father God, and Father Abraham, he, he lied, which he said liars don't make heaven. But I think he made heaven. That talks about uh, the, the bosom of Abraham, like he did something right, Father God. So, Father God, we all need that gift of righteousness by the blood of Jesus. Because Moses saw him who was invisible. How can you see him who's invisible? What did King David do? He enjoyed your presence, Lord. He, kind of like, he said, in your presence is fullness of joy. And it says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we're coming up soon on what the Jewish people call the Feast of Tabernacles. Well, they, actually, they don't call it that anymore. I think they call it Sukkoth or something else. But, Father God, that's really what it is. It's fulfilling the year scriptures, Father God, in, in the latter part of the, of the book of uh, wherever that is, uh, Leviticus 23. I think that's where it is. Father God, they, 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 they wanted to be in joy. And, Father God, there's great joy when Esther... <laughs> I heard a beautiful 